What's going on, everybody? I'm your host, Ryan Sutton, for the YDK Podcast, where you don't know what you don't know. And today, we got a very special guest, one of my best friends, one of the people who absolutely has built me to be who I am today. I've been an integral part of that, and probably one of the most genuine people I know. And my man, Tyler Parker, goes by Ty, but Tyler Parker is going to be here today. Man, he's here to tell us really what we need to know about empathy as a leader having a heart for people and deriving your why from helping other people and we're just going to dive in man tyler let's kind of talk about a little bit more so for everyone who doesn't know you kind of where you grew up what your lifestyle was like growing up with your brother and you know living in north carolina jump into a little bit about that like as far back as you want to go man we'll 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 go dive a, in and then we'll jump into some leadership leadership stuff a little bit later yeah that's a heaping question uh originally from north carolina grew up i was with my mom so mom split when i was three mom and dad split when i was three uh zeke obviously being older brother grew up all together originally from north carolina did 15 years there i mean surrounded by what? people that just do the same thing every single day like what Nothing. Like what? What was it? like super small town feel? Kind yeah, of small probably... town. There's cornfields everywhere. Uh, we let mobile home. The mobile home was mobile nothing. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing really. My uh, where I lived at was called Lazy R Boulevard. It was a big circle that we used to go kart around and shit. And just... <laughs> no one was really doing anything. Uh, we had our stairs actually taken one time to the front of our doorway, so we had to go through the back door. You had your stairs taken? Yeah, like you someone just, you like straight take them off a mobile home, like right in the front of them. They weren't like screwed in. You just I mean, people that do know that are from mobile homes, you could just take the front stairs off. Um, but I grew up, I had like, like, I mean, anger issues in the house. We had a stepdad that was like abusive to older brother. Uh, I've done stuff, pulling knives out, like trying to break out fights, like crazy stuff you wouldn't think about. Like what age was that? Was that happening? Oh, that's like eight, nine. Eight, nine, and you're watching like your 10. older brother just get oh like... yeah, get his, get his ass completely beat, yeah. Holy shit. And then uh, it changed a little bit. My dad had seen that. Uh, so, side story outside of the lifestyle, but Zeke actually burned his legs playing with fire. For all the people watching, uh, please don't. That's yeah. <laughs> it's Stay not away. something to mess around with. Uh, stop, drop, and roll actually doesn't work uh, <laughs> from someone who actually burned their legs being Zeke. Um, but that, my dad had came down, or our dad had came down, and then we had he was there for maybe a good couple months and just saw like the lifestyle where you're living. He went back to Germany where he was stationed at and then ended up actually taking me over there and was like, Hey, you need to come on and get out of that lifestyle. That's right. Your and dad actually left. Out of that. Your dad was in what branch of the military? Again? Uh, Air force. He was air force as well. For sure. 23 years, 23 years. And yeah, now he's up in Dallas retired. What, life. what age did he uh, say, yo, let's hop out. Let's go to Germany for a little bit. Oh man. I think at that time he was, around 30s what about you oh hell i was 15 15 14. i was just graduated middle school oh so you're about to enter in high school high school where and now you know, you're, that's where it's like you know now you're getting dropped off into drugs. another question yeah. or another country like, kind of like let's try and you know high schools where people are like you know let's smoke weed let's do this let's do that yeah it was experiments with experiment with different things and like that's where kind of the maturity gets the most you get your you get your license i didn't get my license till i was 18 Actually, in Germany, you can't drive. It's 18 there. So oh, I just didn't drive for until I was almost 19 years old. I didn't drive a car. 
So well, driving with you, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Still so, no car wrecks. I'm good. So what was it like going from, you know, you're 14, you, you've, you know, had a little bit of trauma with watching what happened to Zeke with your stepdad. Now you and your pops are going over to Germany. He's being stationed over there. You're going to start high school in a whole different country. Like what oh, was a culture shock for sure. Like describe 100%. that culture shock. Like what was that like for you? Like mentally, you're going from North Carolina. Oh man! So first thing I got <laughs> that's, there. I'm, that's I'm, a big difference. First bro. thing I started. I went to the first day of school, and it, like you think, like going to a new high school where you're kind of like the new kid essentially, but like in a foreign country, it's kind of just like, do they speak German? Like I didn't know like anything. I didn't know what a military base was. I didn't know anything about that. So I'm like, like do I have to learn German? Like, well, yeah. how, how am I going to communicate with these people in high school? And then went to the, like on the base and went to the school. It's actually at that time it was Bitburg, Germany is where I went to high school, but that base is closed down now. Like mm. been closed down for like 10, nine to 10 years, maybe possibly more. But when I went there, I like went on the base and I'm just like, just like getting off the bus and like buses are completely different there too. Like it's not like the typical brown seats straight back. Yeah. Like Germany has seats that are flipped a different way. Oh, so what? you like face away from the driver. Yeah, it's complete a way different lifestyle. So I'm just like getting on the bus, and my parents are like, you know, just just enjoy your first day. day. <laughs> I'm like, you know, like what am I supposed to do in that? Like, and I got there, and I got to the school, and the first thing I I like got up in class, you introduce yourself, uh, yada yada yada. But everyone else, they're like military background, like mm. so they know like. You know, you see different races, you see different cultures, you see, like, more so, like, where people are from. And, yeah. it, like, mine is just, like, North Carolina, I don't hear my accent, I don't hear how I talk, I don't hear anything like that. Oh. And I go there, and I'm, like, I get up, and, you know, at that time, I was going by Tyler. So I was, like, you know, my name's Tyler, Tyler, uh, this, this, this. And then after, after, like, the first class, they're, like, oh, my God, I love your accent. And I'm, like, my like, accent? What? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And then, like, he, that's when, like, when I said y'all... Like, it, oh. meant, it meant y'all. Like, I was y'all. Oh, yeah. And now it's way different now, but being in different cultures and jumping. Yeah. But, yeah, when I first got there, it was a big shock of just, like, not knowing anyone. And then I only, only did a freshman year there. And then I went back to North Carolina for about 10th grade because I just didn't like it over there. Really? Because, like, no one really didn't know anyone. Like, everyone I grew up with for 15, 16 years is in North Carolina. Yeah. Went there. And that's a whole other side to get into. But, yeah, it was a big culture shock for sure. Well, I mean, we we got nothing but time, so might as well just jump, jump right into, into it. it. <laughs> so I went, I went back to, when I went back to North Carolina, I had at that point, there was a guy named Ricky that, and this is where people start experimenting with guns, all this all this nonsense that people do, and he actually ended up taking uh, like a shotgun, and they were playing playing together, like one of these two buddies, and it's actually that, so that was the first time I went back. And then he ended up uh, passing away, but he, he, he didn't know the shotgun was loaded, his other buddy, and actually shot him straight in the chest. No like, way. And each time, so I went back, so that whole junior, that whole sophomore year, I did a full year, then I went back to, to Germany, then I came back again, and another buddy of mine named Tanner had done the same thing. And he, it, he got shot again, and each time I went back, someone had passed away that I knew. So then I just stopped going back. Holy shit. Yeah, it's a bit, so, it, it was very weird. So, freshman year, you finish out, you come back, sophomore year, full out, finish it, homie, it's... Yeah, I went, unfortunate, to, his went to his funeral and everything in the home gym. And uh, then... They did an open casket. I'd oh, seen him, everything. Damn, and then, so you jump back to Germany for one more year. Yeah. Come back. And, and my it, dad had retired is why I went back. So, it was oh, actually so, uncontrollable. Really? So, you had to leave Germany. Mm -hmm. And then, senior year... 
or just that was junior year. Finished it, and then I went to I went to uh, San Antonio, and then but yeah, Tanner passed away. I went to San Antonio, went to the school on base there, because I was my dad was retiring. Then I went up to Dallas, and that's where I kind of like got like the maturity and like working and right right that's where i kind of like grew grew up essentially where i was like oh i'm on my own and then when did you enlist in the air force i was actually it was 2016 but i'd done the recruiting thing in 2015 and okay. i left january 12th of 2016 all right so tell me about your experience in the air force <laughs> that's a are you sure we got a lot of time that's a <laughs> that one is i mean four like, and a half years four four and a half years i know you you definitely traveled quite a bit you spent a lot of time in italy yep. uh qatar right qatar uh italy been in kuwait uh what was the other one dubai korea so a lot of places being exposed to multiple different cultures right especially when you were young like i think that's super important for a lot of people in our country they don't get exposed to no, not at a all. A lot of different cultures, especially at a young age. So they're very unaware of, like, how other people live. Like, what's, like, manners and things like that. Like, what was your biggest takeaway? First of all, like, living in Germany young and then traveling the world with the Air Force in four or five different countries. Oh, yeah, back-to-back, back too. That was all in four years. That's right. Well, you so. never came back, huh? No, I didn't come back. I would come back for leave. And that's where, I, like, the biggest one was that's when you kind of realize, like, you know, who... Who is actually family? Like, who's actually like? Good who's buddies? actually gonna be hitting you up? Like, who's gonna people be are telling to hit me up when I come back, and they're like, "Hey, I'm ba- I'm back in town." They're like, "Oh, cool! Like, you know, come see me when you can." Come see me when you can. I'll okay. see you. I just yeah. flew nine thousand miles. <laughs> come see me. It's a twenty minute drive. Like, oh, that's far, or like an hour is far. And I'm like, all right, cool. So I just stopped going back. Like, I didn't. Yeah. There's no point to go to North Carolina. And now there's actually no point at all because like the the only homie I've known there. Like, years ago, because I've told you about before, yeah. is he actually, like, back when they were lacing fentanyl and, and cocaine and all this, is that he actually already, he passed away, and another buddy named Dane. So, it's like, if I was still in North Carolina, I don't even know if I would be sitting here currently talking to you, honestly. Yeah. But, going there is, yeah, the whole military, you work 15-hour days, 18-hour days, it doesn't, and I get 32000 a year, 40000 a year, I'm like, Pfft. so when I first got here, it was like a no-brainer, <laughs> like, Telling me I could put ten hours a day and I make one hundred twenty thousand a year. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, for, you're <laughs> for a lot of people me. who for a lot of people who may not know, Ty here is a district manager for a Austin office here in door to door sales with Solar, and his last his first year made six figures. His very first year ever in the industry, which is not easy to do. Almost didn't. Almost did. didn't. Almost <laughs> didn't. We'll dive into that too. Um, so after, so after you know, traveling a lot, going through the military and Air Force. After you got out, because you've you've had multiple different culture shocks. Fifteen years old, you go in Germany, big culture shock. Don't know anybody. Don't even know if they're gonna speak your same language. Come back, lose some sad deaths to some good friends. Enlist in the Air Force and you're traveling around. You're working crazy hours. I know military life is not what, not what a lot of I mean, people free say dental, it is. Though, free dental. Hey, there you go. You know, VA home loan, my boy. Let's yeah, go. That's, it. that's Let's all they go. take. That's all it is. You get a VA home loan after your four years. But what was your mindset like in the military and when you got out? Because I've... All my best friends have gone into the military. And I've heard one consistent thing. is like they build you, They break you down. And build you to who they want you to be, and that messes up a lot of mindsets. And 
I mean, we've definitely talked to uh, one of our friends, Austin, yeah. about, you know, veterans with the amount of suicides in that community and stuff. Like, what was your mindset in the military? What was it like for you? And then when you immediately got out, like, where were you at mentally? Oh, man, that one. So I, that's a main thing because they, saying they break you down, it's like mm-hmm. a really, that's a really good question because they break you down. And they break, they build you back up to like who you want to be. So like, hey man, like anything we say for you to do, it's like they like brainwash you to be like, no, I gotta do that for the for the mission for the mission. But they never explain what the mission is. They don't tell you what it is. So like here, it's like the mission is X. So I'm like, okay, I know the mission. So obviously I'm gonna follow it. Given you can make a lot more, but <laughs> right. But when I was in, is all these times like there's times where I'd do like three days of work, four days of work. And then when I got out, it's like, I was like, kind of like shocked of like, like, what do I do now? Cause I had a crane certification, forklift, like grader, all these equipments for, so grader's kind of like level and field, just another name for a piece of equipment. But I got out and I was going to be a crane operator and Zeke is actually the one that was like, no, that's like really dumb to do. And I was like, why? Like 120,000 a year. It's like, it's like a no brainer for someone like from 35, 40. Yeah. It's a big increase. 120,000, sure. and all I do is sit in the crane. I don't do nothing else. I just do this and sit. Yeah. Well, who would not take that? You just sit on your ass for, for five <laughs> hours and just lift stuff. Yeah. So I'm like, why would I not do that? And then when I came to this, is like the mindset. I can kind of jump into when I first got here if you want to. Is that kind of the portion you want to hear? I mean, t- kind of like talk about what, because I feel like there's like a consistent mentality for people who get out of the military. Like, what was yours? Like, where were you Just mentally? where was I at? That yeah. Mainly was like, Man, let me think back to to when the, that was, cause I. Cause that's a whole different person. That's, yeah, that's even... a very different person. I got out and I was more like just like, you know, f this, f that. Like no one's here. I'm gonna do it myself. I'm gonna go do my own thing. Basically, it was just like it was just me. Like, I more so was like I I know I can get money. I know I'm a hard worker and I'm gonna find it. And that basically it was just like a grind of like, I'm gonna show and I'm gonna make more, no matter what I'm doing in this year I'm out. I'm going to make more than I did when I was in the military. And that's all I was focused on. It was more so, like, like a culture shock, it was more so the greatest feeling ever was getting released from the military. Really? It was probably the greatest moment of my life. Was it more like a relieving feeling? Or? It was so relieving. Yeah. What was, What would you think you were just most relieved of? No one, no, I don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. to drive and do jumping jacks. It's more so, more or less. There's certain things in the military that are just, it's so political now. If anyone's watching, I would tell them to, that do not join the military. As really? You can join for the friendships, but, like, unless you have a deep passion to, you know, like go do something, like, kind of involving, like, serving you know, the country and serving the yeah. country or, like, you know, if you're just, like, a supply dude sitting back on base at the main home station, then you you're, you, you don't provide anything for They can easily replace you. You're just a number. Right. So when I got out, I was like, cool, like, I'm doing it my own way. I'm going to figure it out myself. And, like, I don't have to have someone, like, no one's telling me what to do. No one's checking to make sure I'm up. I don't set an alarm for 4 a.m. after I just got off at 1 a.m. Just certain things like this. Just the freedom Ooh. I felt from like it felt like just like so much was lifted on my shoulder, and I kept all the friendships I had. But still, I can just do my own way. Like so many people right now hit me up, and they're like, "Dude, you look you you're doing so well. Imagine if you did it sooner." Mm-hmm. That's all I hear. So that's interesting. But I mean, if you did it sooner, you probably you may have been a whole different road. So you never really Very know, true, right? Yeah. You just never Everything know. Everything does happen for a reason. So you're out of the military. You know, for one thing, you're gonna make more than what you did in the military. You just don't know how. Now, 
Zeke, for people who don't know, Zeke is Ty's older brother who helped him get to door to door. Talk about that path of like how Zeke and you, you know, because there was times where you guys didn't even talk for years. Oh yeah, yeah, That's... yeah. Like you, you guys literally. Yeah, not at all. Maybe talked like once a year. Which for... no one, no one would guess. No, yeah. not not today. Get, getting That's for into sure. it, there's, that is, uh, he was just, and it's funny. There's a uh, in recruiting. There's always a hundred list, which I strongly believe in. And it's funny is that Zeke had me on his hundred list, and it's like. Like your family, like you just text like, me and tell me the opportunity. Like I'm gonna do it most likely, but he had me on a hunter list, and he always like once he started taking it like serious. But I'm pretty sure a lot of people that knows he knows 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 his backstory. So it's like we went for he had about it was about two and a half years, almost three years. I just didn't n- never. I would text him, and I was you got to think I'm in Korea, I'm in Italy, I'm like 12 hour, 18 hour. Like when I call him, he sleep. When he calls me, I'm sleep. So it doesn't make. Yeah, it's hard to, but you know, when if you're family, you're going to try to communicate. And there was just times where he was just focused solely on like what he was doing. So he wasn't like really involved in like anything I was doing. But when I got out, it was like, a, we just started talking again. And it was just like the, the relief of like connecting with my brother. Because like, there was a crazy car wreck that he was in. And it's like, I don't even know how he's here, honestly. And a lot of people have seen that picture. But there's a a full Toyota Tundra that is the whole truck smashed, but yeah. the driver's seat. Like, there's actual like full videos on it, like Whoa. videos of him walking and he steps out and only has a scratch. It's like, oh, you were meant to be here, and now he's serving a bigger purpose than he's ever he's ever achieved in his life. I I I believe. Wow. So I going didn't through know that, that. I, yeah, there's he's went through. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into it, but driving, doing whatever he's doing, and oh. then actually hit an eighteen wheeler, whole truck completely obliterated you couldn't even tell what vehicle it was yeah we'll we'll i'll definitely dive in with him on his episode for yeah, that for sure my there. gosh so, so ty was crazy. telling me yeah i'll be like ty was telling me you almost died bro you didn't even tell me <laughs> didn't even tell me you didn't know about it yeah. there he did all that and then just the relief of like connecting with him again and seeing because at first i was going to go for all the people watching if they do i was going to go work at vivid but bless the door-to-door gods <laughs> for not sending me there even though they build like animals, there's a really, definitely a really do. good company. They definitely they are they, they, they build they animals. breed savages for yeah, sure. Hundred percent. So I know a lot of people I even connect with that that are came from Vivint, but I was gonna go work there, and then he ended up coming here about two and a half, almost three years ago, and then I was like, cool, I'm following you. Like I'm gonna do it when I get out. Like I'm gonna try it. If you tell me it's so great, show me. Like if it's gonna be something real, then show me something. Then he showed me a check for a heaping amount. I'm not gonna say it, but show me a check for a heaping amount. And I said, well, if you can do it, I sure, I sure as hell can do it. Yeah. And then I just jumped in right into it, man. That was that was a culture shock in a whole nutshell. This is that. the story from when you started is very interesting, so especially when Zeke comes over to you know the solar side of doing door to door. Right. He doesn't take a check. Doesn't he's just building his own thing starts with you it's you and him in the house right like you guys were running meetings out of the house yeah, like, out the crib yeah 100 like you would hop out the shower get dressed and you walking downstairs walk you're downstairs at work and yeah i'm at work yeah to change that whole mentality <laughs> of saying like okay it's grind time i need to sell it's like completely like and then completely shift of the mind is tell ridiculous. me tell me what that's like too from going because like i know like in military life you're you're it's almost like you're accustomed to that bi-weekly paycheck you know you're gonna get paid it's yeah. always there then you're gonna say nah screw that i'm gonna go strictly commission based have no guarantee yeah, of anything <laughs> no guarantee of anything like 
what was your mindset knowing that you were about to make that jump? I know, obviously, you know, you saw Zeke do it, so in that, your mind, that, you're that's like, actually a big. This is the main reason. There's anyone watching this, like, if anyone is like in sales, in door to door, and they have something to where they're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, and I'm not getting paid. It's like, I, I, no matter what. I was like, if someone else can do it, I can do it, and I, I will make sure I will make money doing it. I went six months, and I was making, like, small checks just to pay bills. If it wasn't for the military with the with getting out and giving me that VA paycheck, yeah, what, this main struggle of my life. But it was only, you know, we're taking 1500 bucks. Like, I'd have right. to, I, I, I came out with the military with savings, but all of it gone in five, in five six months, completely yeah. gone. Rent was four grand. My car... Um, I had another, I had a couple other payments, my phone, all that, like every month, every month, every month, and I never got paid for like six months. This is back when I'm I'm driving an hour, I'm doing ten, fifteen hour days, and it's the same as the military. But I'm like, I'm getting, I'm gonna get more from it, and I'm gonna find out how. Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep doing it if I gotta go through two years of struggle. Like I don't, that only the main reason why that drive is there is because of Zeke. It, it like that. There are some people that don't take appreciation of that, and it like just their their leader that's above them like if he can do it i can do it yeah and that's what i I'm do you not... think it's different for you knowing that like, that's your brother like this oh, is yeah, someone this is someone you literally grew up with yeah. you know like <laughs> you've seen him at his worst you see him at his best and you're like 100%. if this guy yeah. can go sell solar panels i can do that too. Yeah, there's so much of a backstory on that <laughs> it's like you know some people are like well if if you know Jerry can do it. My leader can do it. But they really just know Jerry from a year ago or when they signed yeah, up. Like they I know, don't... like I've seen it. I've seen him at like an all time like making no money, like picking tobacco in North Carolina. I used to pick blueberries for a living for nine bucks an hour. Like I only, I'm, I'm not only working a couple hours, but I'm like ten at this point. Yeah, I pick tobacco, pick blueberries, like mowed lawns. I've done. I've, I've already had that like instilled in me, of like I'm gonna get after it. And Zeke had like he at the time period he didn't have that at all. Where where do you think like and I don't know I don't know if you feel this way. Do you think like that attribute of like I'm just gonna get after it comes from something or is it just like born with it? Like I feel like it comes from uh, something a for little sure. Bit of both. Uh, there's people that can tap into it more or less easier because they 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 have a higher belief in something. I kind of kind of related to the Bible essentially. There's okay. people that. We were like, you know, I don't see him, but 100% it's real. Like, miracles happen. And somebody on the other side is, you know, I believe in only portions of it. It's mm. more like the same thing. I believe in portions of sales. Like, when I get a sale, I believe that it works. When I get paid, it works. But those people on the other end where it's like, I, I don't matter if I don't sell any at all. Like, it, it, I'm going to get a check. If if Ding Dong over here is getting getting bills and deals and submitting and getting installed, like, what what? We're the same human. You're no different than me. Yeah. I just work harder than you or whatever it is. That's how I view it. 100%. There's nothing. The main thing is obsession. Like, I'm obsessed with, like, signing someone up. If you aren't obsessed with what you're doing, you you will not be the top 1%. That's facts. I'm completely obsessed with, like, changing people's lives. I've already been through a struggle. I will completely go Let's talk about that. That's, like, a powerful thing that, um, since I've known you, I've noticed for sure, is, like, your main driving factor is legitimately to change other people's lives. And people say that, and, you know, you always got to look at actions to really tell if that's, like, truth when they're saying that. And I look at your actions, and 
it's too obvious that that is your main <laughs> objection. You don't got to keep telling us, man. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, man, like, where does that stem from? Like, when you were starting door-to-door, did you see this vision of yourself right now? Somewhat, some not. Zeke put a lot of belief in me to instill that vision in, in my... Yeah. I kind of have an advantage being that we used to live together mm-hmm. um, when we first started to constantly see it and see it and see it. It was more so instilling. Zeke kept instilling the vision, instilling it in my mind. So it's more like I I had a... Like, it, kind of the side one is like, why is that so strong for me? Is like, if, if, if Zeke did it to me, and it's like so much belief in someone that didn't give him the belief back to him, it's like I could... It would be disrespectful for me to not show someone at least opportunity as a whole. Like, so, say that part again where you said... You know, he gave you so much belief, but you didn't give any any belief back. I mean, maybe about. I've never. I've given him a hundred percent now, but when I first started, I've I've had multiple conversations like that. I hear him all the time. It's like, hey, I'm not getting paid. Hey, what's this? Hey, what's that? And then Zeke checks me, as if I'm I'm I'm, like a rep. Like I'm not. You're not his brother. I'm not my. I'm not his brother. Like, well, it's because you have. You're not working. That's why you don't have money. Because you're going, to, you're you're just focusing on all this other nonsense. Focus on this. Like you're not doing it. It's like a, you get that from someone who's. I've grown up with your ass for years. We yeah. You talking to yeah exactly. You used to do this, 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 and this. You know, I'm not gonna say that, but you know, I, I get what he's coming at, and it that's the respect is that now it's more like if I did that to someone else, it'd be it would be disrespectful if I didn't. Right. Like show them like no matter what they put into me, and. Tyler, I watched both the podcasts with uh, with Mark and Tyler. Is with Tyler saying is like he he I've uh, that guy's unbelievable. Like I I just like all his knowledge. I I, I listen to him talk for about a year straight. He can just keep talking. If he, if he could physically do it, I would just listen. But he said something one time, and it was, "What happens if you invest in your people and they leave? But what happens if you don't invest them at all and they stay?" It's like well, when he said that, I was like. Then, then, who cares? I'll just give you every, everything I have. I'll give it to you. I don't care if rents do. Phone. If you're giving me a hundred percent, then I'll I'll give you. I'll double it. And I just, if people that want to appreciate it, they do. If they don't, they go back to it. They go to another opportunity that that is what they like. If you're not happy with what you're doing, but you aren't gonna leave because I didn't invest in you. You're gonna leave on your own decision. Is mm. how I look at it. Interesting. Now you've gone down a lot of paths of just giving, giving. Like I, you're definitely classified. There so. does come a point where it's more like you, <laughs> you know, are I'm an not... overgiver, my man. Like you give way too much. Gift and a curse. Gift and a curse. It is a gift and a curse for sure. Um, I know if I ever needed anything, whether it just be like a meal, I know I could call you. But when, because I would say just in the last year and a half, I would say it's worked out fifty-fifty for you. Wouldn't you say? I would say probably the same amount of people. Like if you took a tally of how many people you've invested in, whether it be financially, time-wise, or whatever, in your specific. I would say more than 50-50. 50-50? Like eighty stay, twenty leave. Eighty stay, twenty leave for sure. 100%. And then out of the twenty that left, like, what do you think? Like, did that hurt you at all? Like, obviously it's gonna hurt you because you've given a lot. Yeah. But how do you look at that when you've given so much? And yet, it still wasn't like "quote unquote" enough for them to stay uh, or to give you a hundred percent. Side, uh, kind of like a side thing of that. I don't really view it like that. I'm more so as I gave, okay. I gave you a hundred, 
And whatever you learn from my 100% is if you invest that in somewhere else, it just grows you. It, I, I view it as like this opportunity just wasn't what you were for. Like you didn't enjoy being here. Circumstances come up, you know, installs take a while. Uh, you don't, you're not happy where you're at. You, you like you start working this job and your relationship starts going downhill. And it's just like somewhere it's like, an, it's something where you just don't fit. But whatever you learn from here, if you apply it somewhere else and you take that, that money and that, that, that brain and that knowledge to somewhere else that and you elevate to a higher standard then by all means it's like i view it as like that was what you were meant to be meant to do and if i was the stepping stone where you had to like step on me to get up to there then i i don't have no hard feelings at all i still stay in contact with the 20 that left or the 30 whichever i still contact them yeah yeah you definitely do i know that i see it <laughs> so as f- what would you say for you personally taking the steps into leadership that you have from when you like really took the reins of being like you're uh, running a team of people what did you what have what was the difference from the beginning to now for you because there's been significant changes like oh, obviously yeah, lessons for sure but what's been like the main thing that you think you've taken away from the beginning all the way to where you are now as far as just managing and leading people Oh man, delegating, delegating for sure. It's probably the Yo, biggest one. That if I, you guys I, are listening, <laughs> delegating will change everything for your business. I promise. One, yeah, that is. Uh, I used to micromanage like a like a madman. Like times where, like when I first started, because I would had a I had a, like a car group. So I mean, you're more so probably saying when I first kind of got like people to lead yeah, is what you're yeah, going yeah, at. Yeah, okay. Sure. Not even having being them like, like not like running a team meeting stuff like that. So I did I did that on the side. Was a DM of Austin, and then we switched to the team now that's ATX in Austin. So you have it to where delegating was like the biggest thing because, like when I first started, it was like, you know, set these appointments. Like I'm gonna train you this way. I'm gonna train you that way. I'm gonna make sure it's like it it you line up to how I envision you to be a duplicate of me. But it was like once you got got to that point, it was like no 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 no, no. like hold on a little bit, like let me make sure you're ready. To do a hundred percent of my of what I would do at a hundred percent, and then it was kind of like if you do eighty percent of it, like at the volume I do, then it's like I, I I have no I have to give you that to so I can focus on and grow up and level because then you'd end up doing a hundred percent or eighty percent stacking up more things, and that was the biggest thing for me is I never delegated, and then I finally after people were hitting me up like hey man you it, you barely respond like we were sitting there talking to you and you're just texting like you you're you're on your phone you're calling people you're getting this you're getting that you're reaching out and it's like you don't even have like i don't even hear what you're talking about <laughs> cuz it's not important at this moment and then like when i started delegating i had more time for like the when i first started i i couldn't even manage a relationship i was so it it was so much mm. i couldn't even fathom there were so many accounts i was selling and there were so many people I was talking to, trying to recruit, manage people, keep them happy, investing money. Like it was like, but I, I more so I cared more about that than like the having a girlfriend at that time. Right. I didn't care about that at all. Like nothing at all. It brought it brought me no value, of nothing. What would but, you say like during that time your main value was? Oh, invest investing in people. I will. I I, I still stay to this day. I'll 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 have the biggest team that Sunder has ever seen. Yeah. And I will sell the most accounts. Like, my name will be known, and, and recently it's been up there. Yeah, it, it definitely the people has. people on the team I, will be paid, and the people on the team will get recognized. Yeah, 100%. And it's finally, finally happening. Hey, Years long, of struggle. As long as you're still persistent and putting that energy out there, it always will follow through no matter what. 
and it's definitely coming to fruition for sure there's been a lot of very recent like extravagant success with your team like a bunch just to give you guys an idea his team is nothing but quote-unquote rookies except for maybe two people Mm, not even no one's been through a summer in this in this company no one has been through a full summer in door-to-door in this office and you're putting up numbers uh i don't know how, how big is your office again uh 20 25 people 25 people and you're smashing your region right you're yeah, top it's... team in the region you're cracking top five of the company nationwide like that's that's big things like what do you think for you being on the leaders like being the face of that has attributed most to the growth and just like the team not a the team that people would not expect to do well is doing so well oh the the, the people that are on the team that's I, I could not do this like I could not be at the volume I'm at currently by myself. It it would, it, it would I wouldn't be happy like doing what I'm doing. So the people stepping up and the people like here, the people that want to be here and they show up and they want to be the better version than they were yesterday and they're improving each day, and they just have something they're fighting for. Like that is the that's the the only reason that ATX is at where it's supposed to be and where it should it it has to be. There's like people stepping up and that I, I I dragged along when i didn't delegate for so long and then finally i'm like just take it like like you you they they want it why would i hold them back and i finally just let them take the reins it's the greatest decision ever made yeah you being one of them so. uh, no stop <laughs> we ain't talking about me right now but as far as like giving off delegation letting people take the reins what do you think was the hardest part for you for that to like actually make that like step to just be uh, like, guys, I can't take over. <laughs> what What was the hardest part about letting that happen? Yeah, because that's Is not that easy. If they, if they don't do it at the volume that I would I would want, then I wasted my time. That was the hardest thing, and then I set myself back again. That was probably the hardest one. But yeah. I if if you don't have failure in anything, then you won't. I can't I can't help you improve if you don't fail. So then that that's what. But the hardest thing, the initial thought was like. If they don't do it at eighty percent of what I would, you know, like or to grow and help them grow, then it's like, well, I just wasted my time. But then once I had it done, it was like, oh, obviously, they, yeah, you have to fail to. I can't just assume you're gonna do eighty percent of it. True, true that. So. True that. Man, one of my biggest things with you is you, you definitely wear your heart on your sleeve, like you definitely show emotion. You have the a substantial amount of like just empathy like what do you think for yourself as a leader has been your best quality in leadership uh, you hit it right on the I kind of the i kind of figured being empathetic one of the all great leaders are empathetic why do you why do you think that's so important if you just can't like no one it's the same I, it's from the military man if you just have someone that just like all you do is just go to work and show up it's like why are you here? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can touch your soul and figure out what motivates you, and actually, I'm actually passionate about, like, where you're from. So, like, when I'm watching Mark's podcast, I'm like, what? I'm like, why am I in tears? I, I didn't I didn't go through it. I didn't go through that. Why am I 
<laughs> so I like see that and I'm like, I'm like crazy not to like the amount of passion I have into seeing that. Like that's why it's so much about changing people's lives because once you get a big check like that, you just the, just seeing like someone's like eyes light up like they see like their like their kid for the first time, you know, like their first newborn for the first time, and they're just like, oh my god, like thirteen grand, like I put in the work for this. Yeah, I, I did this, and it's like I get to know like why you are why you went through that so much is because of this you didn't just go work through all that for no reason mm -hmm. i actually know the story behind like why you're here right and that's like a lot of people struggle with that a lot but i feel like it's the best quality ever if you don't know your people then you don't know where you're going so so give give some advice to maybe new leaders or people are taking on people trying to lead people and maybe just struggle with that struggle with like how do i how do I m not make people move, but how do I help people move and get deep into their, like, why they're doing what they're doing so I can help propel them? Definitely, definitely have a story for yourself. That's a really good question. Definitely, definitely have a story for yourself. Like, elaborate like, on that story for yourself. So, like, what where way? you came from, what you're fighting for. Anyone on my team, if I ask them what I'm fighting for and why I'm here, they, they, they know the answer. If you have any job, like, you go to ask your McDonald's manager why he's here because i'm because it's 60 grand a year there's no like what do you what do you what are you actually here for like why are you struggling so much and if they know that then it's like they 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 either follow you if they know your story they either follow you or they don't and if they choose to follow you then you know that they're they're that's who it is like they they want the same thing that i want so it's like if i can make the path either easier for you then you're following me because you, you you're influenced by me so leadership is really Zeke has said it a million times. Probably got it from someone else. But, <laughs> but we'll, uh, leadership we'll, is influence. It's nothing less and it's nothing more. If you're influenced by what I do, then you'll 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 naturally follow because you want to have the same lifestyle or change your life for the better. Personally, where do you think influence like stems from for someone? Like to just have that kind of sway of like you you're gonna follow me because because uh, what like why? Uh that's. I can kind of go broadly or like kind of focus straight on solar, would you more like out, outside of it is like, I, I show you that it's possible. I'm in front of you and any, any distraction or any struggle that hits is I, I, I take full, full reins of it. So like mm -hmm. if my team doesn't sell, it's my fault. If my team doesn't have really good trainings, it's my fault. If people don't show up on time, it's my fault. Yeah. It sounds like a big sense of ownership. Everything's my fault. Yeah. It, and I claiming that is like, once I do that, is if anything if anything doesn't go the way Ty wants, it's Ty's fault. Hmm. And then if they're like, man, it's like nothing seems to affect this guy, and I'm showing you it's possible. I'm out there knocking. I'm out there. I'm taking phone calls. I'm managing pipelines. I'm doing everything, and I'm still doing the same thing you're doing. Right. At a higher volume. It's like more so. It's like it's it's automatically like you you if you really enjoy what you're doing and you want to be successful at it if you see someone automatically doing it and like no complaints i did i'm never angry i'm i'm chill and i'm doing the same thing you're doing and then more stacked on top of it it's like you have no choice but to be influenced mm. is essentially like if you want a position do everything the position's doing you have no i have no option but to give you the position right so i did everything a dm did and now i'm starting to do everything a regional does that's true. And once I get good at it, Zeke has no option but to make me a regional. He can't say no. I do 300 a quarter. I have all these recruits. I have this much sales. There's no reason to not give it to me. 
but that's a side story. <laughs> Got a little tangent. Yeah. yeah, we can go off on that. I know, I know you're super passionate about, like, one beating your brother. Like yeah, that's, one <laughs> that's that one, because uh, I know you wanted to fast track. I know you beat being a DM as far as timeline, right, with Zeke. So now you want to make sure you double down on that and beat his timeline to a regional manager, right? What kind of like competition between the two of y'all like really fuels like how much percentage do you think it fuels you to get where you're trying to go? Hundred. Hundred. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it faster. I'll do it better, and I'll I'll be the best regional that this company's ever seen, and I'll I'll be sure of it. Two months on 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 my team and on top six on installs, and this company that does thousands a month. Yeah. Thousands thousands of installs a month. And I'm on the top. Because obviously, you know, every team stacked on one gives you that big number for the compound of just obviously all those teams. Right. But being on in one month is, I have that much volume. And I, I don't, like, not everyone's even bought in yet. And I, I don't even have, like, not everyone's even, like, at their full potential. And you, I got this. I'm not, uh, like, be, like warned. Like, next summer, you, it will be unleashed by so. next summer. How do you... That's interesting because now I just got a few more questions that pop in my head. So, elaborating on the fact that you said your team's not even fully bought in yet, like there's a lot of people like not. Where do you think buying into something like people struggle with? Because I'm sure there's someone right now has an opportunity at their hands and they're not bought in on it completely, and that's probably more than likely what's holding them back. What would you say to that person? Uh, that's a good question. More, like, who were you inspired by? Where's your vision? You have it written down? You had it posted? You got it in your room somewhere? If you ask anyone, probably, that's not bought in what their vision is. And then I look at the leaderboard. Leaderboard is a, if I, I, I love looking at a leaderboard. Because it just shows me, it's just a mindset. I can I can go down the whole line and look at someone's mindset just off numbers. I can look at, like, person that's kind of, like, top tier on our team, won't say his name, but top tier on our team is, like, his he, he, he his mindset is, is there's nothing but positivity. And then I go slowly down the line, and I'm like, I've never heard that guy talk about his vision. It's like we can instill and instill and instill until you want it for yourself. You won't. You don't want it as bad as you want. People People tolerate not having money people tolerate not showing up on time people tolerate being called average like you won't ever call me that but you only tolerate that in which you don't hate if you don't hate it then you'll constantly let it happen like i i will i never asked for money in my life but i had to ask zeke for 800 bucks one time only time in my life i've ever asked for money i've always done it my own way that was the biggest pride check of my life ego whichever biggest like just straight to the gut just my whole stomach, just like constantly, just like I felt like I was like when I right before I had the phone call, whole body. Dude, you've been through it too, man. It's door to door. There's like my whole body's just like, what? Like, oh, I gotta have that. And then he's just like, he hits a hits a reality check, funds the money. But he has remember his exact words. He said, "Don't ever." He said, "Do what I say, but the next time you ask me, I'll, I won't do it." I said, "Y'all never ask you again." But that was a time when I was I was had a wrong head on my shoulders. Yeah, it's, I was. What was your mindset? You like give a man eleven eleven grand check for a month of work. 
back when it finally hit, like when it was like that shift of of, of door to door when it kind of you catch it, yeah, and your eyes light up. You're like, oh, it's it's this easy, you know. After you go through all the struggle of trying to make it your own way, and then you finally get bought Dude. into what it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, that hit, and then that's when I got a big check, and then I was like, I'm gonna buy this, I'm gonna buy that. I've been waiting to get that, cause I'm like, I've never never seen that. Like when I got my check, I think it was. My first check, biggest one, I think was like almost eleven thousand. Mm. And I'm like, all right, like if this is possible, then I'm gonna blow this right now. I'll do it again. And I, I didn't know, you know, installs take a minute. You know, it might happen. I had some in the pipeline, but didn't if they don't get installed by a certain date and you don't keep selling, it's a the, rough patch. It was a very rough patch. So I had that big check and I was buying like, I was buying shit for my car. I was buying like shoes, clothes, new computer. Like a new monitor, like yeah. a new bed, bed sheets, like TV, Xbox games, uh, the game I played online, all these little things. And then I'm like, okay, I have negative 800 bucks in my account because my, my car payment had hit. Yeah. And I go, whoa, I haven't been checking what I've been spending. And then since that day, that is the time when I, when I unleashed. And then the rest of that year, if I think back, that started, I started, mo- I think it was, I, th- I think about June, right when summer was kind of hitting. Mm. And that's when I had no money. And you're in door to door sales, that's when you make your most. Oh, so I was in June of like, that was my first year. And then the six months of that next year, of that rest of that year, I think the start of it, I made like 50. The remaining of that year was 60 grand. Mm-hmm. Never asked for Zeke for money again. How do you keep yourself? Because I feel like there's something that happens with people that come to this point, right? Where you're like, yeah. Where like financial struggles become so much. That's like a victim mentality, and you just kind of like shut off. But it sounds like when you went through that financial struggle, you turned that dial up, and you said, "Oh no, no, no! Let's crank this bad boy up to 10. Like, how do you keep yourself out of like? Because what you focus on is what grows, right? Like, if you tell a skier going down a slope, don't hit the tree, they're gonna just focus on not hitting the tree, and they're gonna hit the tree, right? How did you not focus on one? your reality check of like yo i just had to ask my older brother for 800 bucks to keep my bank account from staying negative after making a bunch of money and blowing it like how do you keep your mindset on like just straight on the path to like make sure you kept going and didn't let it beat yourself up because if you don't win your mind like you're fucked yeah you would you will not be in door to door that's very true yeah <laughs> uh keeping my mind on is that it whatever happened it was my fault and it, I always think I always say this because people go through, go through it all the time. But everything's my fault. I don't, I don't know owners. Everything was on me. Yeah. And it was like if you know you, it's hard to say because people go through. You know they can't make rent. They can't make. They can't eat. It's like I, I don't know what it is, man. I don't know what's instilled in me. I'll I'll find a damn way. If I'm homeless, I always ask people the same question when they come in. If you woke up tomorrow and you were homeless, what would you do? You got those people that are like, oh, no, man. And they always have an answer. Mm-hmm. They always have an answer. Well, I'd get up and I'd get after it. Then what are you doing? Right. Then you're not homeless right now. Why are you not doing that? So if, you're, if, you, if you woke up and you were homeless today, you had no, no money, no food, would you stand like some of the people in this city with a sign? You'd go and get a marker, yep. right? I need Just help. need food. Or would you go get it? And then they, they, everyone has the same answer. I'd get up and get after it. So, so why aren't you doing it now? 
If you woke up and you had nothing, you had nothing to your name. So why do you think people don't do that? Because they, 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 it's the same as why people don't buy in a certain, in a certain moment. Until it happens, then they'll do it. They don't prepare for it before it happens. Mm. Once they, no one, no one wants to work hard when they got their rent paid. They want to work hard after the fact when they know rent can't be paid. Mm. Once so, they know they can't make it, then they're like, oh, I'll put the work in now. Yeah. A lot more reactive than proactive, I would say. Proactive. I, I'm always like, whenever, if I, if I wasn't going to make rent in three months, I didn't focus on it because I'm, it ain't there yet. I, I don't, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. And I, I know is that no matter what, no matter what happens, I always think about it. I tell people to think about their worst, like the worst position you've ever been in. And then label both of them. Where are you at now versus over there? There's yeah. times where I had no food. Ramen noodles, spaghetti noodles uncooked. Mom wouldn't let me cook on the stove. Microwave don't work. Power's off. <laughs> I'm eating PB&Js and bacon bits out the fridge. Like, yeah. get, put me back over there. This is nothing. Yeah. This over there is, I'm, that's, I would not want to ever go back to that. Like, playing video games all day. I'm drinking Mountain Dews and doing nothing. And th- that's like mom working two jobs. Stepdad's barely there. Mom's barely there. All I do is on summertime, I just drive my bike around. I was like, go back to them where I had nothing. Like, mom was like, not barely getting by, but if she didn't work two jobs, I can only imagine how much worse it would have been. Mm-hmm. And now you're telling me now, is like, there's people that have like, this, no, nothing in this job will ever compare to like, losing your best friend. Never. Nothing will compare to that. Losing your best friend to something that he's obviously just a, just a, just one mistake in life cost him his life and i don't i he will never be around again I'll, I'll i'll never see him on this earth again nothing will it doesn't matter what i go through in this job if i lose no money or if i lose all my money and that's why that's why if i lose all my money and i lose everything in life is that it doesn't matter what i go through here if i lose it all it's like that's why i'm so invested in people it's like you could be in in one year time I have no idea if you're gonna be here, so I'm f- I'm just investing in you. Doesn't matter what I lose. I'll give up. I'll give up all my money. If someone needed ten grand today to like pay for rent and like live, and I wanted to put my time and invest it into them, I'd give it to them. I have no. Every materialistic thing in life does not motivate me at all. All of it's a byproduct. Hmm. But little little hit in the chest. Yeah, man. Shocker on you. Uh. Talk, talk to me about that, like, experiencing losing your best friend. Oh, dude, that was... Because, you know, I a lot of people have, may not have experienced death. I haven't experienced death in the form of a friendship because, you know, I've, I've experienced death in my family, but my friends are my family. And 100%. if one of my friends went down, I'd, like, like, whether it's you or, like, Robert or Cotton or anyone, like, I would fucking i don't even know what i would do honestly yeah, that, yeah until you're in that situation until you're sure. in that situation so like put me in, put me in your shoes bro like There's... what was that like especially for a situation like that because I, I i've seen what it's done like um one of my close friends lost a buddy to an overdose on cocaine or yeah, fentanyl raised cocaine time. i think it was a little bit after my I lost my buddy your buddy did that i'm pretty sure it was another one that was way better this one is uh Joe was telling me, I was with Joe when he found out, I think it was like December. Yeah, it was about a couple months after. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I remember that one but vividly. Put put me in your shoes on that. Um, That one, so that was just about the time. So at that time I was with, I won't say 
her name, but my ex at that point. Um, and no, no time was put in her. I like, just like shut off. But then I like it, I just kept feeding myself. So I used to uh, those those couple weeks were always like I I didn't go back for the funeral because I didn't want to put myself in a mindset in a surrounding that was like that and I like what I was building and I, I, I talked to his name is Dylan uh, I talked to him every night before, before and I was like you you know you know why I'm doing this you know what it's for and I kept I just kept doing it over and over again just talking to him talking to him talking to him I was like I don't need to be in North Carolina to to yeah. talk to you or you know wherever you wherever you at whatever you believe wherever he's at <laughs> um, but I just constantly was talking to him and I stayed here and that's why it's like that that mindset of like I'm gonna stay here and I'm just gonna focus on building my team relationship I did I didn't it was, it was very like disrespectful for what it was but what I wanted to do is I just put all my time into my people and I knew Dylan would understand it but that was like breakdown all the time on that like I still haven't went back I haven't been in North Carolina in years my mom's still there I don't go back my mom can come here hmm. I'm not going there I'm like, um, I'm going to go back for quite some time. Yeah, there's nothing there for you, it sounds like, outside of your mom. You know, That's just, it. And just a lot I'm, of... I'm working on her, getting her out of there, honestly. You do but, this training in the office that's super powerful for people to understand. And it's the company we work for, Sunder, right? And you say, Sunder ruined your life. Oh, that's my favorite training. Yeah, yeah. it's one of mine, too. <laughs> Can you elaborate for some of the viewers and listeners, like, what that means to you, what that looked like, and why Sunder ruining your life was the best thing for you? There's a, because, so the idea of the training for the people that don't, the people that don't know, um, you have, you have your lifestyle before, mm-hmm. and you have your lifestyle of Sunder. And the main reason why people in any company they're in is they don't let the company just ruin who they are for the greater good. So at one point I finally let I finally was like I'll just let Sunder whatever Sunder has a system that's in play I'm just gonna just abide by it and just do whatever Sunder does, whatever Zeke does, whatever Closer does that sells and setters whatever they're doing, I'll just do it. And I let go of a military. I let go of who I was. I let go of not like making thirty thousand a year. I just, I just, I just stopped talking about it. So now I, I, I physically the story or in the training, I can't go now. Is I can't go to the gas station and look in my bank account, and go, do I got enough for this? I, 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 I don't even check. For some people, there's like people that like look at their, do I got enough on that? Yeah. To, to 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 get a bag of chips and a water. Yeah, there's people transferring money from a bank account Switching to like cash app and yeah. can you sell me real quick? I don't I don't I've I haven't done that in years. And Sunday ruined that. I can't go get a car for three grand and think I'm like good. But it's like that's like the idea of it. The the idea behind it is like I can't like Sunday ruined me so much where I I can't tell someone, yeah, the military is a better option. It it ruined me so much I can't even do it. That's my favorite training is, like, whatever company you're at is let it just, like, destroy you. Like, if you believe in that leadership, first off, yeah, don't grow in a company that you don't believe the people above you. Because if if shit hits the fan, that's who is going to take it or they're going to let it fall on you. So doing that is whenever you – if you believe in the leadership is let that company just completely ruin you, just ruin everything. Like, people always say, back it here. 
back at my last company, back at when I was doing this, back when I was over there. Well, at this company, I, I, I've never said that in my life. I yeah. will never. I, <laughs> that last, I, if I, if that company was so great, I'd be there. If not, I'm in this room. I'm in, I'm, I'm here to listen to you. You provide value to me or I'll look for somewhere else. So mm. that's how I view it. Damn. Yeah, I love that training. That training, it took me like two or three times to go through it of like really like making it hit me of like what that, what it actually looked like and like the emotional part of like letting go because for some reason we hang on to an idea of ourselves and we tell ourselves that story of who we are in that present moment constantly. And I don't think most people are aware of like the internal dialogue that they have with themselves. And you're someone who definitely is super aware. What was your internal dialogue with yourself like before Sunder ruined you? Because I know when it did ruin you, it started up there. Yeah, uh, 100%. There's, when I started, it was like there are people, I have family members saying wouldn't be good. And I was like believing them. Mm. And I was just like, I kept seeing just people just make money. And I'm like, outside of work, you do nothing. Like you, there's nothing like, how are you doing it so well? And I always look at people and I, I was very judgmental, I, I, very, because there are people that are saying I wouldn't be good at it. Uh, you're not going to do it. Uh, people like saying you don't fit in here. Sales isn't for you. You aren't going to, you can't do this lifestyle. You're better off doing this. Like I've heard all of it. And I'm like, I finally was just like, it just like kind of like you're like already down and they're just getting beat to death. Like just just keep getting beat and beat and beat and beat. And it's like, when is it enough? And I finally was just like, I'll just dedicate a year to it. If it doesn't work out, then I'll go do something else. Like, whatever, then I'll just let, whatever, whatever Zeke says do, I'll just do it. And I just asked no questions. I didn't complain about nothing. No, I just let it, I completely sacrificed everything. I was, I'll give it one year. And then uh, fast forward a year later, I'm doing everything that Zeke did. Right. For other people to change. And faster, too. Um, one of the biggest things that you say, and you say it so often, is like your biggest thing is making sure that you can help someone get to where you were or you are faster and with less struggle. Why is that one so important to you? Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, when I think of like the struggle that I went through, I'm grateful for it. And I think it made me, you know, grow that 10 times faster. And sometimes when I think about maybe having people not go through struggle like that, I feel like I don't know how that benefits them. Because sometimes, because like I know how that struggle uh-huh. benefited me. Like how do you, because I know that's a very important thing for you is making sure they don't go through struggle that you went through. More so when I, when I say that line, I'm more so as the uncontrollable struggle. Like, mm. If someone okay. goes through something, is like, hey, if you sell five, you get paid on five. There's no, you put in X, you put in 100% and got 20. I wanted to where it's so easy. You put in 100, you get 120. So it's gratification towards you. Like I was, I've done, there's probably, there's definitely someone out there that has it, does done worse than me to start up. There's probably people that went years without pay and they're like why are you here like why are you still in door-to-door like you realize you've made zero sales in like three years like given that's extreme but there's probably someone out there that went like and now they're probably killing it yeah but i went for like six seven months almost eight months of just like just nothing and i would drive up an hour north an hour back 
And I had a Camaro at the time, stick shift. Can you imagine the traffic every day in that? Dude, I-35 in Austin is, oh. Yeah, so I'm driving up and down, up and down, up and down. And I'm not I'm not working the hours now, like normal knock hours, like 2 to two to 9, you know, 3 to 10, 1, one to 8, whatever it is, 11 a.m. if you go out there. But I'm doing now, when I, back in the day, it was like, it was like 9 a.m. wake up time. Like, I'd be at the house. And then I'd go all the way to like 11, 12 at night is when I'd get home and then repeat. And sometimes the meetings, we didn't even, we sometimes we didn't even have them. Like it was like, and it wasn't like, we make sure you're trained up, Brian, and make sure you got everything you need. No, later, like good luck selling it. Like, yeah. We're, we're just, we're all testing it. We're all figuring we're this all out. We're all figuring out the best system. <laughs> like good luck. We'll let you know when we figure it out. And the, big, the biggest, the biggest month, our biggest month was our first, like first month was like, it, we're thinking it's going to be 30. Like, there, there was no expectation. That's why I have so much appreciation for Zeke, is he built it from, like, self-made Austin. Yeah. There's no incentive or advance or help this. Like, went out of his pocket, like, the first portion. He was, like, 20 grand deep. Like, no, no if I don't get it back, oh, well. Like, yeah. Nothing. And then I went there, and I was just, like, constantly just up and down north, 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 just north and south, up and down for, like, six, seven months. And, like, finally, after that, like, a year, I was like, boom. And then it just, like, all hit me. And Zeke was like, yeah, you run this. My first time actually getting introduced to being a DM, I didn't even know I was doing it. I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> Zeke was like, hey, show up at the meeting at 9. I'm like, damn, it's a little early today. You know, I'm like, a little early meeting today, I guess. We're, I, guess I guess we got some early appointments. We're going to be meeting early. And I walked in, and I saw all the people that he was – he had finally seen that I qualified, and it was actually last February. I did 15 solar deals in one month. That was my biggest month at that at that time. And I and I walked in. It was just like it was X name, X name, X name. All these people, and they were like people that were killing it at that time. But I would I would I had done multi like consistently over time. I just always submitted one a week, two, three, 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 three. I never was always the big hitter of like 22 in a week. And then five. I was always like five, 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 three, four, 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 just consistently stacking. The compound effect is super. Compound effect is super real. But once I once I walked in there, I was just like, you know, like what's up? He's like, all right, yeah, grab a seat. We're gonna go over trainings for the week. Trainings. I'm I'm still lost. I'm like, what? Zeke just didn't. He just threw me in there. Didn't say like what it was. He just put me in there. So I show up. And I'm like, cool. So I'm just doing these. My first training ever was like the most awkward thing in my life. Yeah. It was so weird, dude. Tell tell me about your first uh, training experience. Standing up in front of a group of people who are oh choking up sales hitters like guys that you know, and you're expected to bring some sort of value that 100 adds yeah. to them. Just like, <laughs> super red. <laughs> Like, as I, if I get, like, any type of, like, nervousness, like, I can't stand my dad for in, in, in giving this in my DNA. But anytime <laughs> something is, like, it's just nervousness, awkwardness, yeah. like, uh, flirtatious, or anything that kind of, like, puts me in, like, a spot of the spotlight, essentially, I've had to, like, I have to, like, be confident that I'm there, but at that time, I wasn't. So, I was, like, just all red, like, kind of going on, it's hot, sweaty, oh, my God, you know, like, yeah. freaking out, and then... I'm, like, bringing the value, and I'm, like, at this point, like, hey, like, these are the 10 things. Uh, the training I did was the one that I've, I've always done. It was actually, it's actually really good training. They're, uh, it's the 10 steps on just, like, making, like, door-to-door fun. Like, why door-to-door so successful? There's 10 easy things you do, like, make it a game, laugh, like, smile, like, yeah. certain stuff like that, like, certain little list. Mm-hmm. That kind of helps, but that was my first training ever. 
And like people were like, you know, clapping at the end, you know, oh my god, you that was great. And I'm just like, like You like that? You're like, Oh, that was good. <laughs> craziest thing in my life, man. And then it just slowly started progressing and progressing and there's always struggles and everything, but yeah, definitely going through the struggle is I, I don't I want people to do that, but like a struggle that there's no necess- necessity of like going oh, yeah. through that. Yeah. I don't want to put you through that. And there, there's still people to this day that I, I physically, that they, they go through and I, I, I try everything in my passion for them not to, but, but I they still, I, I can't. Honestly, man, sometimes I, and I, I think I found this myself is like, you can want it bad for them and sometimes even more than them. But it's like, I even found it for myself. It's like I had to put myself through a struggle of like just banging my head against the wall, even though I had people like you and Zeke saying like, bro, stop. Like you shouldn't, you don't need to be struggling like this. But for some reason I just put myself through it and I'm still grateful for it. Like taught me a lot. Yeah. There's yeah, there you're definitely one of the one you you get. Some people get so hard on themselves for, and it's like, I had to take such an ego drop of like, look, man, I'm like, I'm, I I can't do this by myself, and I still think of that to the day. Like I I can't build this thing by by myself. I can't build it by myself at all. And finally, man, I just like people just don't want it. Some people are stubborn. Some people are hard headed. Some people want like if I don't go through the struggle, I'm not gonna like it won't be as accomplishing. It's like there's there's you're you're sooner or later gonna hit a wall that's a lot tougher than you. It's Inky Johnson is like my favorite guy ever. Uh, I yeah. love watching those motivational Inky, videos. Inky Johnson is great. Is definitely probably but top he, two. He says in one of his videos, he's like, if it, at sooner or later you're gonna hit a wall that's a lot tougher than you, and if you don't have like a driving force for why you do what you do, then it's gonna like knock you down. So like I do it for the people. That's why it's so much. Like people don't want to hear me, but ain't no wall standing in my way. There's so much behind me that's just like boom. I just. And if your only thing is like I'm doing this for myself, like there's sooner or later gonna smack a wall where you're gonna need someone. And but yeah, Inky Johnson's video is yeah, definitely I mean, check that one out. Yeah, Inky Johnson says some very profound things and great. Like actually, one thing that he said definitely stems deep into my why is uh, the story of him on a plane for the first time and he's washing his hands in the bathroom and says, out of respect for the people after you wipe down the sink so we can leave it better than we found it and i feel as like a human it's kind of our responsibility to leave the, the place that we are like just thrown into better than we found it and that stems really deep with my why and but kind of jumping in on one thing that kind of has been hitting my head a lot is when you were early on as a leader and you were investing into people and you had those first few people that aren't here, right? Like, they're not here. And the the investment, the time that went into it, they're gone. Like, you're very good at disassociating, like, and letting letting not that affect you, right? You're like, that. it's just a stepping stone to wherever they're going to be. But was it like that always? Like, when, those, when that first initial person where you invested time and effort into, like, when it didn't work out, what was that like? Oh man, it, it, it sounds like I don't know, it's like cocky or what. It was always like that. Like or like it was like, always so like I'm that. like you were you know, able like the to... best human in the world. Yeah. But it always was like that. Like because Zeke is, I, I I would look at someone that's like has gained a lot of people and has lost a lot of people, and it's like, wh- why is he so great at like how's it not bothering him? But he's because he's only fo- focusing, fucking he's only <laughs> focusing on the people that are there. Yeah. So it's like if the people that stayed. And they're all for it. He's like, wherever they go on their pathway, 
that's that self-inflicted decision like that you decided to do that not not I'm a, whoever's here i'm gonna give them eight i'm gonna give them 80 percent, 100 percent of what what i want like i'm gonna give you everything because you're here and you show up and you deserve to like i'm not gonna put my time and, and and efforts and vision on someone and trying to save someone that doesn't want to be here let alone deserve to be here the people that are showing up that deserve to be here and show up and have the the, the face of I'm, I'm grateful for what this is and I want to be here. I'm just going to give them all the time. So whatever decision they made is like, go go do it. If it works out, like, yeah, let me know because I'll, I'll go try it as well. Yeah. You know, if, it, if you somehow make 400 grand in one in three months, in do fact, tell me. I would love to figure that out. You know, <laughs> Give I'm me like, a call. Let me see what I can do. Give me a call. I'd love to invest in that. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm always going to support them no, ma- no matter what. And that's just instilled. That just goes down to the, like, I think, like, poaching is the most annoying thing in the world. Yeah, poaching other, I can't, other I never like recruiting from other companies and stuff. If they hit me up, sure, but I'll never hit another rep up. Yeah, never. Mm. Why is that? Like, why do you why do you feel that way? It's just more like you made the decision to go to that company, and I want to build something that's organic. Like, I have my faults where I'll reach out to someone that I truly like, care about, that I could see great potential in them. Mm-hmm. I have done it, but I've never like, I've never went through with it ever. Mm. And it's just more like, more or less, is like. Someone has to go through that. Like you got to know that where where home is. Like you have to figure that out. I can't like, I'm not gonna be the one to to stir up. Like I never want my name known around as the guy with people from other teams that are here. No one from no one on my team is is I've never they're not from anywhere else that I personally poached. They made the decision to come back here. Right. I didn't make the decision to tell them to come here. And mm-hmm. that's probably one of the greatest things. Okay. Ever. You, you've developed like really good culture for an office and for a team of people. Like, how? First part of the question is, how could someone build a culture that people want to be in and around? And what would you say the two main things would be to like develop a, a strong culture? Because just for people who weren't aware, we we did a training in our office. For ATX a few days ago, we're talking more so just about being grateful for the opportunity that we have. And we were talking about a list of things of why to be grateful. And we went through about 12 to 15 different things and not one time was money ever listed on it. But for most of it, it was things like culture, the people you're surrounded by, the growth, family. Like it, it just kept repeating, kept repeating, kept repeating. It was so powerful to me that it's like that was why people are here like that's why people are grateful is simply because of culture and the people around them so like how do you what is good culture for you and like how do you build that the same as anything in life it's a good question because culture is a big a big shock that can can build momentum and also you can lose momentum as well but the biggest um thing is like what what i talk about is once I gain the influence and you're influenced by me, I never talk about the why the as money as the motivator. I talk about having the friends and family, the people, like doing stuff together, pizza nights, game nights, like let's go to Dave and Buster's, let's do something, let's get out, beach day. I always talk about like where's something we can do as as a group. I never say like, hey man, I'm only like only the people like I, I'm I'm going on this trip, like I'm got I just blew all this money. I'm about to go buy a ten grand watch. I don't talk like that. I don't walk around with an eight gram watch on my on my wrist, and I don't walk in with 
ten grand pair of shoes on. Right. And I don't I don't walk in with a business suit on thinking I'm I dress I'd be exactly the same as you. And I just paint the vision of it a vision, a standard and how you how you how you talk to yourself. Forget the word, the I know the vision and then just how you like what what you speak about to yourself, like your man like what you talk about. Right. Is just, I can't think of the word, but that is why just culture that, is so strong. Just that self talk though. Self talk and a vision. Self-talk. They know where we're going and they know why we do it. You don't have those two things, you won't you'll you'll st- constantly stay stagnant. You'll gain momentum and lose momentum. Mm. How do you preach a a strong vision? Like consistent, strong to where people see themselves in the vision. Oh man, what it looks like, what it feels like, what you did to get there, how it feels when you got there. Like just get ask you just everything about it. Like I see myself at like 33 just in a foreign country just with just endless amounts of just freedom. Like it and I felt like it feels fantastic to sit there. Excuse me. Just sit there. It's like great to like just sit there and like in that moment see like I changed this many lives, mm. and I'm literally retired at thirty, thirty two, thirty three years old. I'm twenty six now. I ain't got much time left, so that's why I'm in. I'm in go mode. Like I'm getting after as much as I can. Fill it up. But just kind of like sharing it, like share with people that care about it too. Like put it towards like talk to someone that has the same one. Like why why keep a vision you know solely to yourself? Like I'm not gonna say share it with you know Steve at the gas station, but. People that are around you that you call family, if they don't even know your vision, then who, how are they going to help you get there? Mm. Like, I know, like, your vision for yours is, like, you have a vision in your vision. Your daughter is with you. Yeah. So mine's, like, I know that's what you are. So, like, anything that you do, I'm going to I'm gonna try to 10x it on the back end so it's even easier for you to do it. So when the daughter does get here, you go, boom, like, my this is step three of my vision now is she's with me. Now right. I can easily go to four. And it's like it's just a smooth organic transition. It's like mm-hmm. that's just like standard. If I know that, if I didn't know that, I'd be like, "Who's your daughter? You have one." Mm-hmm. I'd, I wouldn't even know. So yeah, I know what you're fighting for. How? Because you alluded a lot earlier to your last relationship and how there was not a lot of attention, not a lot of value in it, and it stemmed from like your, you know your focus on one thing right how have you now cultivated life like your life with this one thing of being able to change other people's lives and making that soul driving factor but still now much better may i add have time for yourself and build your own life and because man for a long time you were just so focused on one thing that i, I feel like you just never as a robot there were you weren't there was nothing about ty there was no priority for ty yeah, in yourself so like when did you recognize that first and then how are you cultivate like how are you merging those uh so zeke actually helped out a lot with that i had no boundaries i had no boundaries i had no priorities I, I really the boundary thing was the thing now like i'm rooted now like i no one will put me off track. And if you want to join into my boundary, by all means. But back then, like, there's, like, for example, like, if someone says, you know, like, you need to have something in your life where it's, like, you that, that doesn't happen. Like, no one will tell me to do something. That's a boundary. It's a set. No one will tell me, hey, go grab that for me. Grab me a glass. Grab me a bowl. 
hey, do the dishes. Like, no one's going to talk to me like that. And that's, like, a boundary I've set. So now, like, in my relationship now, it's, like, it's a communication thing. It's not like, hey, like, go get that for me. Like, it's a boundary I set before it even happened. It's the same as sales, same in relationships, same in personal life. But that one, it's going back to that. It's like there, I had no boundaries and I had nothing happening. And then it goes back to delegating, man. I have people that step up now that help me. And it makes it, you being one of them, uh, Austin and uh, Alec, is like I have people that are stepping up to make it easier for me. Mm -hmm. That just, it makes it like whenever, if I'm going through something, I got something I got planned, is that you are there to help me. And it's like, well, I didn't do that at all before. No, no one, no one's helping Ty do anything. Yeah. Ty will self-build this, which a struggle that I could have just easily avoided if I delegated earlier. Mm. One thousand percent. Okay. Okay. Now we're gonna <clears throat> we're gonna wrap these up with like these last two questions. All right. Sweet. This one I'm trying to make a flagship question to end every podcast with, and that one is, what is something that's not normalized in society today that you think should be? Honestly, man, like, like a, it, it's still a thing. Like, men can't be vulnerable in certain oh, situations. Man. Oh, go, go on, go on. About that one that. is like, a big. Talk about why that's important. Big thing is like, it's always you know, if he comes off vulnerable, it's like ah no, it's like, it, it, you look like down upon as a man instead of like. It's so crazy to me that like it's always a thing like that. Like men are always like. You need to be like everything is there's there's three things that's loved unconditionally. I think it's two, like a dog and a woman. And there's another thing. A child. And a child, <laughs> yes. That are loved unconditionally. So it's like a man always has to prove something to yeah. be loved. And it's never like that. And it's like that's why that's why I love my relationship now, man. It's like there I I get it no matter no matter what I put in, I, I get it I get unconditionally love from her. Mm. So it's like I it, now it's like but across all the board like a man has to prove something like you have to have a good job you have to make money you have to you have to have to be a provider you have to be a provider you can't like how many stay-at-home dads do you hear about yeah very very rare but i'm just saying is that you know that is like a big big thing is like but if you're vulnerable and you're like you know i can't do this alone i need someone you're like like brushed upon like move yeah no one talks about like like the suicide rates just in like men alone it's kind of crazy and it definitely all stems from that like society like societal way of how men should be viewed and it's probably like i mean it's cultivated over decades and whatnot but still it's like how how do you go about changing that now that's the probably my biggest thing that's well it'd never be accepted yeah you don't think so man you just have that one that kind of percentage that hears you out those percentage of women or percentage of people that not the masses that they 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 look for that in a man because they see it as you know attractive whatever you Uh, but i like that so what we think needs to be normalized is definitely men being vulnerable and being loved unconditionally no matter what they no matter no matter yeah not no matter what they bring to the table Right. the biggest thing that's why a lot of men go so hard in life yeah is for that reason alone because if not then they won't they won't get it they won't they won't get it they won't get love like they're supposed to they yeah have something to prove that's probably my number one thing so the last question is going to be you know this is where people come to find out what they need to know because you just don't know what you don't know like if you were to convey one thing out of this whole podcast to someone that you feel like they need to know 
what would that thing be? Man, that's a really good question. They're like what what they're fighting for, if I could say. Like need to know what they they're need to fighting. know like what like why do you go so hard? Like in like in detail, man. Like people always laugh at a why. If it doesn't make you cry, like it is not like it is not it. Like I people have things of retiring their mom, like retiring their dad, like helping their grandma buy a house, owning a Lambo, like whatever it is, like if you don't know that, then like why are you on earth? Like, why are you here if you don't know that? Like, if you ever feel lost in a moment, like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. why am I here? Is like, reach out to people that have, like, that have done it and, like, get help. Like, mm. biggest thing ever, like, I need to know is that if you are going through something and you don't tell someone, you need to know that you should. There's a lot of, there's actually a lot of stuff people should know <laughs> that they don't know. Yeah. But, but I, given that one, is definitely that, like, reaching out to someone, like, if something is bothering you, is like to stop holding it in mm. and tell someone. Like, doesn't matter what it is. Yo, I would double down on that. I agree with you there. Like, if you guys are holding on to anything, please talk about it. Like, whatever your leader is, whatever your Ooh. person and motivator is, anything that, you know, that is the person that has been through it and you don't tell them, you're doing a disservice to yourself. Yes. And don't ever look at whatever you think that something you're going through is too small or no one wants to oh, hear about huge. it. Like, whatever you're going through or whatever you're hanging on to, it's one, it's not too small for anyone to hear. And two, it's not ins- insignificant whatsoever, no matter what you tell yourself that is. That's another one they need to know is definitely the why. No one's why is too small, no one's why is too big. If you, no matter what you've been through, the reason why you, who you are today and in the position you are in today and where you're at today is because of X that happened. Yep. And your Y paints that. So, like, definitely, like, just sit with yourself and actually understand, like, why you're doing what you're doing. Yeah. And what you're fighting for. Because if you are not happy where you're at and you feel stuck, it's nine times out of ten probably because you have no clarity on why you're doing what you're doing, especially if you hate it. Yeah, if you definitely hate it, yeah, you should not do it. thousand <laughs> percent. Shit, man, Ty, I appreciate you, bro. I love you like a brother. This was a great episode, and I hope if everyone is listening that got value out of this, please just do one thing and share it with someone that you deem valuable just to spread the value and just to get some more ears on what people need to know. Appreciate you, bro, and that's a wrap for today's show.